So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA as well as the editor-in-chief for drbycuspid.com. So whether you found us through Dr. By Cuspid or one of our many podcast channels, we're glad you joined us today and always glad to have, uh, I'm just going to say, a regular guest with us now, which is awesome. And that is dental pharmacology expert, Tom Viola. Tom, what's going on, my friend? Kevin, how are you, my friend? It's always good to have an opportunity to speak to you and always a great uh, experience to be part of the the uh, podcast with you. I'm just looking forward to uh, many, many times we can do this together, but I'm happy every time we get this chance because it allows me to kind of talk about topics that are on my mind and share it with uh, your great audience. Well, I, I love the fact that you always stay on top of things. I mean, that's why you're one of those uh, most requested speakers out there. And I've snuck into your rooms and had to, you know, break the fire code to stand in the back to listen to you. So it's been a, you know, and I'm looking forward to those days again, for sure. Uh, you know, but hey, Tom, this past weekend, I went up into the mountains here in my home state of Colorado. I tried to climb a 14er. I got to be honest, I did not make it to the summit of the 14,000 foot mountain because my lungs just weren't there. And part of the reason is because I had asthma as a child. And so it's something that still, you know, I got to be honest, it affects my breathing to this day. And you found something that uh, ties in with asthma and something that you believe dentists and team members need to know about. So Hey, dive into this, brother. What do they need to know? Thank you so much, Kevin. You know, I don't normally talk about specific drugs, uh, you know, one drug versus all the others, because I always want to take a more global approach to pharmacology and, and uh, sort of general trends that we can think about when it comes to medications, you know, classes of medications versus specifics. But every so often you run into a drug that's first in its class, where, where there are other drugs that don't exist. And uh, the drug that I've been thinking about that I posted about on my blog recently was uh, Trilogy Ellipta. Uh, if you get the concept of the brand name Trilogy, you kind of get the idea that it's three things. Uh, and, and that's exactly what Trilogy Ellipta is. It's a uh, medication, a combined medication, if you will, that combines, again, three different ingredients. Uh, a steroid, corticosteroid, uh, a muscarinic antagonist, or what some people call an anticholinergic drug, and a beta-2 agonist. And so what do those three drugs do? Well, let's break it down, okay? Trilogy was originally uh, indicated and approved um, by the FDA for the indication of uh, managing COPD. But uh, on, as, as time goes by, we can see that a lot of medications that we use to treat COPD may have applications in asthma. So recently, Trilogy Ellipta got its approval for its indication in the management of asthma as well. And that does a couple of things. Number one, it, it greatly increases the market demand for that drug, right? Because there are just as many, if not more, people who have asthma who also have COPD. Sure. Uh, but also, it increases the exposure of the public to that drug. Now, there's nothing wrong with Trilogy Ellipta. I think it's a great drug. It's, uh, it's certainly uh, almost ahead of its time. Uh, because unlike previous asthma medications that combined only two ingredients, this one combines three. Okay. When you think about the synergy amongst the ingredients, it sort of makes sense. Asthma is a condition that can be mostly characterized as inflammatory. So what better way to treat inflammatory disease than with a drug like a corticosteroid? But because this is a respiratory disease, we want to also be able to make sure that we maintain a patent airway. So we're not going to use just one drug like a beta-2 agonist. Many people may be familiar with the drug albuterol, which is a short-acting uh, beta-2 agonist. But no, we're going to use a long-acting beta-2 agonist, Valanterol, 
to actually make sure that the airway is open and stays open for long periods of time. Then we're going to use another ingredient, which is the, the sort of uh, new piece to this. You know, umaclindinium is a muscarinic antagonist, or as I said, what we call an anticholinergic, which has essentially the same effect as the, uh, uh, the beta-2 agonist. So both drugs, the beta-2 agonist, valanterol and umaclindinium, combine to open the airway and keep it open. That allows greater penetration of the steroid. But the beauty is by using all three drugs together, you can use lower doses and through the synergy, get greater effect. Okay. So life's good. And we've done this throughout, you know, our pharmacology history. We've used, you know, drugs that I call BOGOs, you know, buy one, get one. But this one's, you know, three for the price of one. Okay. So far, so good, right? Everybody's happy. Well, I'm seeing is rainbows and unicorns. That's what I was just getting ready to say. I know there's a butt coming here. I have a feeling. <laughs> but the big butt is what, my friends? Well, it's... um. It's the fact that all three ingredients on their own have dental implications. Okay. Then when you combine them, as in this case, you've got, you know, additive adverse reactions, additive dental implications. So you're using Trilogy Ellipta. You use your standard one or two puffs a day. You get these three ingredients. But now I've got to remember I'm using a steroid in each one of those puffs. Okay, what are the dental considerations of the steroid? Well, we know that steroids are immunosuppressive. They're anti-inflammatory for sure, but they're also immunosuppressive. Okay, so what does that mean? It means you're more likely to or more prone to what? Um, infections. But of course, in our world, that means what? Opportunistic infections like fungal infections, candidiasis and fungal pharyngitis, as well as viral infections. And even, and this is hard to say in this the time that we're living through, uh, decreased response to vaccines. Hmm. Interesting. So that's problematic all in itself, right? Okay, so if I was just on the steroid here, I'd be worried about the fungal pharyngitis candidiasis. But now we've added in the other two wild cards. Okay, so the Volanterol, the long-acting beta-2 agonist, on its own, is great for keeping airways open, but that drug on its own, like many drugs in its class, has been implicated in increasing the risk of death in asthmatics. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, now I'm concerned, but, but why? People ask me this all the time, why would that ingredient increase the risk of death? Well, while we like to think that because it's a beta-2 agonist and therefore is more aimed and sharply focused on the receptors in the lung, unfortunately, it can also increase beta-1 activity, which means tachycardia, raised blood pressure, you know, uh, which can increase the risk of cardiovascular disease. Okay, so now I've combined two ingredients that both have, you know, seemingly problematic on their own, but now combined can add uh, to the to the dismay. Now add the third ingredient, which is the omoclindinium. Now that drug, as a anti-muscarinic drug, anticholinergic, uh, does a couple of things. Number one, it boosts the efficacy of the other two ingredients because it decreases mucus, which is a problem for both patients with asthma and COPD. Mm-hmm. But also, it can cause erostomia, as most anticholinergic drugs can cause, and there's research to, to indicate that when you combine a long-acting beta agonist like the Belanterol with a long-acting anti-muscarinic like omoclindinium, 
that actually amplifies the risk of death. So you're the unsuspecting dental professional, your patient's using Trilogy. Right. You just think it's a respiratory drug. But now you got to be on the lookout for opportunistic, opportunistic infections, you know, increased pulse, increased uh, blood pressure, you know, and all of the other complications that go along with it. And, and I'm the dental patient walking in and I probably have no idea. You know, I just think that this helped me with my asthma. It, it doesn't really click that, wait a minute, my dentist, my dental assistant needs to know this before I sit down in that chair. Couldn't have said it any better, my friend. You are right on as always. Um right. You know, I'm an unsuspecting dental patient. I walk in, I got my list of meds. Hey, in my mind, you know, I'm I'm Joe or Jane accountant or whatever, you know. I don't know that I have to mention to you that this medication I'm using for my asthma is, you know, I don't need to think I, yeah. do you need to know about this? It's for my asthma. You're worried about, you know, my mouth, my teeth. And then as you said, the other side of that coin is I'm the unsuspecting dental professional. I don't really know a lot about pharmacology because it's a very broad subject. I may not remember that a drug like this one can cause such wide ranging problems and implications in dentistry. You know, and, and it just, it opens up to me because again, uh, you know, I have this connection to asthma, let's be honest. So I'm going to, my ears perk up. I go, oh, there's something that maybe could help me on that next climb up the 14 or who knows. You know, but but it's also one of those things that if uh, whenever I'm going to go in for my hygiene appointment, now my spidey senses are tingling a little bit. But as you said, so many dental professionals don't grasp the full armamentarium of pharmacology, and and there's so much that they have to do. Obviously, they can pick your brain, but how do they just have their senses up when they may not even know that there's something to have their senses up about? Exactly. That's the greatest problem. You know, I do a lot of, as you know, Kevin, I do a lot of lectures, but I've noticed lately I've been doing a lot more of these like roundtable discussions, like these, you know, one-on-one discussions where I sort of sit uh, in a circle with uh, other clinicians and I say, okay, let's do this together. Here's a medical history. Okay. You've got five minutes to make some critical decisions. Go. You know, what do you need to know about this patient from the medical history? Well, they're on these medications. Okay, what are those medications, dental implications? What's going to affect treatment planning? What's going to affect your dental, you know, treatment today? Yeah. And, and so how do you learn about a drug like Trilogy? Well, that's what the point of this conversation was. You might remember from having listened to me or learned in school that, you know, beta-2 agonists can cause tachycardia and anti-muscarinic drugs can cause xerostomia. And corticosteroids can cause opportunistic infection. But beware of those medications where they're combined because that amplifies the effect. And and I'm going to take a little bit of a leap here because this is also one of those things that we've had so much to focus on with COVID and getting our praxis back open and infection control and everything else that went with it. Maybe our life-saving emergency skills have kind of gone by the wayside during this whole time as well. And maybe as we head toward the end of the year and plan for 2021, it's always a good time to kind of remember that whole what if worst case scenario, but a patient forgets to tell you something happens during the procedure. Now, all of a sudden, you know, it's it's crunch time and you've, you've got to know what you're doing. Couldn't agree more. You know, there's, there's two things at play here. Number one, I've got to worry about what the effect is going to be on the treatment today. But, you know, that a lot of times patients who have asthma will pre-dose, you know, they'll take their dose of medication right before their office appointment, you know, or the, and if they have a short-acting beta-2 agonist, like a rescue inhaler, like albuterol, 
they'll use that too. So they walk in, sit in a chair. You're doing everything right. You know, you sit them in a chair, you take their blood pressure and pulse, and it's screaming high, and you say, I can't treat you today because why is your blood pressure and pulse so high? Not, not knowing perhaps that they've actually pre-dosed with their medication, which is what's causing those effects. It's a really good point. And man, you know, you and I both know there's still some dental practices out there that don't do the blood pressure. They, they kind of skip that step. And boy, at a time like this, that's just such a great reminder that that's not a step that should be skipped in any way, shape or form. Couldn't have said it better like you said it before, Kevin. You know, we've been so hyper-focused on COVID. Unfortunately, we may be missing a little bit of our radar screen when it comes to these some, you know, nuts and bolts, bread and butter stuff that uh, makes up pharmacology and dentistry. So I got to give you credit, my friend. You and I have talked about COVID here and there, but we've always kept our nose to the grindstone on these on these discussions and these podcasts about, you know, day-to-day dentistry. And I'm hoping the audience uh, appreciates that and learns uh, from these discussions. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, I'm, I'm glad we can talk about it. And, you know, and, and I think it's so important that you know, these, these critical s- steps aren't skipped and that you're not afraid to tell that patient who's been ready for this appointment, maybe geared himself or herself up that I can't do this today because, you know, and, and I think we're so worried about production in the post-COVID era that sometimes we're worried to say no to a patient who's actually sitting in that chair. And you can make such a great difference if you just know a little of these facts. For example, we've had patients, uh, when I've been in the clinic with my students, who say things like, you know, I, I have a constant sore throat. It's constant. Now, when I hear that, I'm thinking, okay, what could be causing a sore throat? Is it infectious? Is there something going on? But in reality, a lot of times it's because they're on a medication like this, like a corticosteroid that's inhaled, and they end up getting fungal pharyngitis. Now, most of the time, patients can't see that far back, so they don't know they've got anything going on. All they know is they wake up every morning with a sore throat. Yep. But if you're the, the dental hygienist or the dentist or the dental assistant in that in discussion, you're thinking, well, Maybe it's fungal pharyngitis. Let's let's take a look and see. And, and that's all of a sudden now you've made a tremendous difference in the quality of life of that patient. Well, I know you have made a tremendous difference for a lot of dentists, dental team members throughout the years. And I want to make sure that those who are new to hearing Tom Viola know how to get a hold of you and uh, learn at your feet a little bit, my friend. Well, I am humbled by the opportunity to speak with, learn from, and work with dental professionals every day, my friend, including you. You're a leader, my friend. And I, I want to make sure that I do everything I can on my part uh, to promote the profession that's been so good to me. So even though I am the pharmacist in the room, I, I always speak, talk, and, and eat uh, dentistry. Uh, if you want to reach out to me with any questions you might have or we're looking to find me for any kind of information that you might need, uh, the best way to reach me is on my website. It's simple enough. It's TomViola.com. Uh, look me up for all sorts of information on dental pharmacology and even continuing education courses that you can take for credit, you know, uh, on demand, uh, whether it's, you know, anytime you want or three hours before the midnight deadline. It's fine. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen, does it? Come on. It <laughs> never happens. No. Now, Tom, Tom is uh, not only a great friend of the podcast, but a great personal friend. And as I always say, a great supporter of dental assistance, and that always touches my heart. So, Tom, good to talk to you, my friend, and uh, wishing you nothing but health and success in the days ahead. Thank you, my friend. Same to you. Looking forward to next time. Thank you so much, Kev. And I have a feeling next time will be soon. Just a shot in the dark there. So, uh, but we'll definitely plan that. But hey, we we so appreciate you all listening to this podcast and being part of the Dental Assistant Nation movement. Uh, you know, certainly subscribe to us. We are now on Amazon. Uh, make sure you find us through Google Play, Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, 
uh, CastBox, DrByCuspid.com. Make sure you're a free member of our community there at DrByCuspid.com. We love bringing you the latest in information from industry experts like Tom because we believe it's not only important to your business, but it's important to your patients. So, hey, together we rise. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you soon on another episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA.